This is the Search Hustle Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and share the methods, tools, and experiences that we handle every week as digital marketers working with SMBs, franchises, e-commerce, and startups to help them grow their business. Yesterday, conversation with uh, one of our really good clients, um, pr- pretty interesting. Guy calls us having his best year during COVID. And then he calls our SEO agency and says, hey, you know, I think that my India teams aren't doing it like it needs to be done. I think my overseas teams aren't Surprise. getting it done. And and so, hey, I think I need some, uh, you know, professionals over here at American Wages, obviously. I mean, we can't live in uh, dirt huts in the, in America. But so we take on the project. And so we start looking at things and... And so yesterday was kind of like uh, the end of months and months of work we were doing. And so he kind of calls us in a, in a fit, a mayday fit, like, hey, something's wrong with my ads. And so what did you do, Dusty? So what, what was happening? What was breaking? And then what did you do first thing in the morning when we got those emails? Well, he was complaining about ads not working. He's like, usually when I turn on the faucet that, you know, I can just get like 20 leads in one day for like $30 and that's just not how it works anymore because the faucet he used to turn on was back in a year ago. And so not running those ads for one, now you're having to relearn. The ads have to relearn because you turned them off for so long. Mm. And then two, I, so I, what, what I did is he grouped all of his audience together in the ad set. So he wasn't, he was just trying to catch, catch all everybody, but you never know which audience is actually the one that's best producing. So the first thing I did was take his 220 million person audience and split those out to 10 different smaller audiences. So I can digest which audiences maybe spending more, maybe spending less. Actually, what I found out is it's pretty, pretty standard. All, there's a few of them that were like, why are you even advertising to these people? There's the audience isn't enough. There's few that overlap, but other than that, the ads were getting the same amount of clicks, if not better. The click-through rates went from 2% to 4%. So the click-through rates on the ads are better. So what else is not working? And so that's where kicked it over to Dave, said, okay, the ads are, are working just as well as they did when he used to turn it on, turn it off. Now where's the breakthrough? So the breakthrough okay. is not so getting So stop there. So you optimized what we thought was his best campaign. And yes. so, okay, so what, what I did then is I went to Google Search Console and I showed him, I said, look at the last 16 months, you know, you guys clearly in Google, Search Console, strictly Google, I said, clearly you guys had something going on in, in Google at that time, right? Search, people are going to search. We're talking about Facebook ads. So I go and I crack back July through December of last year. And what do I pick up? I see branded queries. So I'm like, okay, okay, hold on. You're telling me you didn't do any marketing last year and it was strictly organic. Why am I seeing all of these clear branded queries? I'm not seeing company butted up against uh, second part of the company name like with no space between it. I'm seeing true product queries, true company queries. I could have gone further into Google Analytics and said, look, these these people are not directly hitting your site. They are truly going to Google and typing in a branded query. You have to tell us what did you do. And what does the client say? Okay, yeah, you're right. I, I did do Facebook. Jackpot. You did Facebook then, okay? And so remember, Facebook ads are 50% branding, 50% ads. It's not just like Google where we spend money on queries and we don't really brand our company. We're really just trying to buy people that are, we hope are, you know, t- at the bottom of the funnel, th- this Bofu searcher. And so with, with what Dusty does is he works on a, it's part branding. It's people are going to go back out to a search engine and type in your company, your name, your service, and they're going to learn about you. 
It's also trying to get those people at the bottom of the funnel that are hot, warm. And of course, with Facebook uh, leads, they're different than Google leads, they're different than organic leads, they're different than email marketing leads, they're different than word of mouth leads, right? All these types of leads, they all have different temperatures. Some are frigid, some are cold, some are warm, some are hot, some are super, super hot by right now. And so I asked him and he said, well, there's a campaign we used back then. So I, I tell Dusty, I say, Dusty, is that the campaign uh, we're using? So then what do you do in, in Facebook Ads Manager? Well, I went in and saw that he wasn't using the campaign that he said was so successful. So that's step one was, okay, well, why did you abandon that? And there's a lot of changes with Facebook Pixel and his WooCommerce and just things are changing just in the last couple months even. But there and, was another piece of that story though too, right, Dusty, that he told us also that he in his words, conned a Facebook rep into helping him create that <laughs> yeah. ad. Yep, he did. Right. And so he, and that's totally good. Yeah. Facebook created con us. an ad for him right. and stopped using it is basically what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, his office manager also complained. It wasn't just the Facebook pixel broke the WooCommerce, and we don't know how they did their implementation then, um, and then right. kind of what their plug-in mix was and what was going on. So – the, the office manager also said, you know, I'm spending all my time answering comments. I'm getting – and granted, it was turning into a bunch of leads. Well, I'm like, you know what? You, you hire a cheap person to handle, handle those comments. You keep that going and scale on that because when you get something scalable, you don't stop scaling it. Exactly. So they kept pulling it on, pulling off like a lever because that's how good ads can be. Good ads should be like a lever, lever. When I turn it on, I get leads. When I turn it off, those leads kind of slow down or stop. And so, you know, Dusty starts analyzing it. Okay, yeah, this is a different one. This is, uh, what was it? You said it was a, um, what type of It was a post, was right? Well, it was using using posts. It was a conversion campaign, not a click campaign. A, a conversion oh. campaign, that's right. And so we're like, hey, if this is the faucet, and, you know, we already know we're, we're optimizing your ad sets, and they look better, and they're doing better, but they're not turning on the faucet. We already have the map for the faucet. Like, like, like wh why would we ever dump that? And so b before we had that conversation and realized that there was an ad set that, that we could use in the past and we could really model it going forward, we did some other things. So we had Dave, the lead developer, get on the site. And, and what did you find when you looked at their, their squeeze page? Yeah, so up front, we had already put in lots of hours doing audits tech on the technical side. So we knew the SEO was solid from the back end and we were doing things on the health. But when you looked at the UI, the first thing I'm looking at is the mobile viewport and it is just garbage. There is a 300, uh, megabyte or 300 kilobyte image for our hero image, which we want to have it at what under hundred KB has to be. It is not scaled properly. On mobile, the H1, half of the H1 is on the viewport. The other half is cut off. It's just a giant image and like two words of text that are partially cut off. There's no call to action. The mobile navigation menu is taken up 30% of the viewport. Like everything was just wonky. So went through, did a quick cleanup. Uh, probably getting flagged for Google Lighthouse accessibility issues. There's low contrast on the text. Uh, but the main thing is it's not going to convert because that first viewport we always talk about is the money viewport. If you can't get someone, we, always, we see it all the time running heat maps, right? Like people take action in the first viewport of any website. 
That's where the majority of users are going to get to the action that we want them to get. So updated it for mobile. There were no buttons for anyone to take an action in that first viewport. We added two buttons because we want either the phone to ring or we want to purchase right out the gate. So we put those two buttons on there. We'll modify that moving forward if we just want to make it a purchase or a phone call, whatever is most important to the client. Change the color of the H1 text, make it legible, optimize the image, make it look proper in the viewport, and then ran through quick mobile optimizations for the rest of the page, get the contrast right, and just get the user experience better. So what started all of this is the client, you know, sends us an email Mayday in that morning. A week earlier, he con- Dusty, uh, our ads guy, was talking to him about, you know, let's let's try to cut a step out of this funnel. Instead of taking them to this landing page, let's take them to the product page. And, and actually, the client recommended that to you. And you, you thought, well, that sounds pretty good. Let's test it, right? Because ad sets are tests. Yeah, it makes it's, sense. It's all tests. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, let's test it. So we're A-being it here. And he says, hey, my leads have have." just turned off basically. So he's maydaying us and uh, I got Dusty online, you know, looking at it and saying, well, here's the change that we talked about and that you said, let's, let's test it. And he said, yep, I'm the one that recommended that. And uh, that's so why we you got always get that. the client to, to agree to the change. Oh my God. Always. Agree to the change video record everything. I mean, we re- video yeah. record everything in here. And the truth is, is like that annotation in Google analytics annotation, our documentation, Helps us to catch up. I mean, how many days was it that until he called you back? Was it one week? It was about a week and a half. So you're talking seven to ten days where we could, and that is really a, enough time to see if something is a good change or a bad change. Especially yeah. with his ads budget is about $75 a day. So we're blowing through that and seeing results faster than somebody who's spending $10 a day. And so di- way different than his Google AdWords strategies, which do well, but his Facebook it really is kind of that lion's share of paid for leads, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, you're going to feel that one of when one of your pipeline components is like all of a sudden turned off. And so, I don't know. That's a pretty t- typical day here. Um, we kind of go through those things all the time. I guess that's why clients are in retainers because you want three, four of my staff checking that all day long, and then you want me to send you a five thousand dollar bill, uh, or you can jump in a retainer and we can do those things all the time, off the clock, on the clock without you knowing and And, um, and be done right the first time and be done the right the first time like you know where we're you know that communication with the client in my opinion is really the piece that is 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 missing if it's not there where where we make uh wholesale changes or we make a strategy change and then getting that feedback right from them you know yes we've got analytics yes we've got dashboards yes we've got um, what we think is showing us a success story at the end of the day, finding out from the client, Hey, are the leads up? Are the leads down? Where are we at? Let's go back and make a change. Right. And so nothing is perfect, uh, ever. And no matter who you are, there is no, uh, you've done it right. The first time it's always iteration. It's always, um, trial and error. It's hypothesis, making hypothesis, breaking everything we do. We make a hypothesis and educated guests, every single one of the, the people in this room, um, even the ones not on the, the mic have been in the marketing space for five to 10 years. And so even to this day, it's educated guess, it's pattern recognition, it's hypothesis making, hypothesis breaking, and staying on top of the bleeding edge as things are changing, trends change, market changes, competition changes.
changes. Everything's a moving target. And if you've ever read the book Range, it shows you a, a kind world versus a wicked world. In marketing, it's really wicked. Pattern recognition gets old very quickly, and it can cause you to do things that are no longer successful. And so you really have to be able to think on the fly and drop your pattern recognition and try new things and iterate uh, and, and make mistakes and actually win off those mistakes. And so that's a lot of things that we've done is a lot of things we've learned in the space is winning off mistakes, winning off of other people's wins, uh, looking at the top mousetraps in the space and saying, hey, that's clearly working. Let's rip that and then rip that into a, a brand guide, into one person's brand. Right? A fly Why would we create a new flywheel? Why would we create a new um, a mousetrap? We don't. We, we use those successful marketing mousetraps. And then all of a sudden, you know, these clients, they've got this winning marketing strategy. And then they want to give all of the credit to, uh, to Santa Claus. Yeah. And I think the moral of this story too, though, right, is that there are pieces of information that you may not know going back to the client communication piece, right? Yeah. And we went through our standard process. Yep. We fix stuff on the fly. As soon as we know there's a look five alarm flyers, look yeah. through qualities, look we through did all that. checkpoints. But at the end of the day, well, those things would have moved the needle a little bit, but nothing would have moved the needle as much as the missing piece of information yes. from the client, right? And that's an, us an analyzing. So we got on the line and we started to analyze past, post, what was there in the past, what was working then, what's not working now, and having access to their data. Right. Like we had access to their GSC. We have access to their GA. We have access to ask them, hey, tell us the whole story again. Say again what you did yeah. then. Yeah, COVID was unique for some businesses. This is the truth. People were at home. People um, need different services at that time. Some businesses ballooned. Some businesses shrank. And so it's not just that. It's that and. It's always and. We always mm -hmm. want to think in and. It's this and that. It's it's not either or. It's this and. And so yeah. we want ours with ands. We don't want to take this away or replace this. We want to add this in addition to um, because, because marketing is multivariate. It's... It's the UI, it's the ad strategy, it's the organic strategy, it's it's the web pages, it's the content, it's the email marketing on top of that, it's the word of mouth because we do what we say, it's the Google reviews moving the locals, it's it's make uh, the the local searches, it's all of this, it's the it's the social media, the social media marketing like what, what Dusty was talking about. It's this multivariate, moving these things, uh, making sure that the needle is moving, looking at several different styles of analytics, not just your Google Analytics, mm -hmm. not just your Google Search Console, not just your Facebook Ads Manager, not just your Google My Business, but also SEO performance check marks from uh, third-party tools like an Ahrefs and an Open SEO Stats or an SEM Rush and and having documentation of changes and seeing those changes make positive changes in Google and the other search engines. And so this is just a typical day. This is what we do. We all enjoy it, right? Is there anything else? Yeah. No, I think that's it. Make sure your website's mobile friendly because that was one issue I think that we're going to Yeah, there's a free – you could check for free, guys. Anytime Google – just type in Google has a mobile-friendly checker. Drop in a URL. Run the test. It will tell you if it's mobile-friendly or not run lighthouse audits all that stuff is free tools that google gives you uh to check your website or your client's website right there in, uh, right on the uh developer side of any of chrome or you know google's going to give you those tools because they want a good user experience too those are just some of the tools that we use if you guys want to learn more about the tools that we use as an agency make sure to sign up for search hustle the course that is 
I mean, in my opinion, we've never seen anything else like it, right? As far as pulling the curtain back on what it takes to be to run a successful marketing uh, service for any type of business. Um, we've we've done it all at this point. I yeah, think. so Nozak Consulting, we've been blessed working with e-commerce, SaaS, SMBs, enterprise, franchises from 10 units all the way to 600 unit, units. Um, what am I missing? Um, e-commerce. E-commerce. And so what we did, like you said, at Search Hustle, you know, y- when you need the service and you don't, you, you want to pay a team, you're going to use a team like Nozak Consulting. When you want to be a marketing manager, you want to be a business owner. You want to be a marketer. You know, you got a marketing degree, but you don't know anything about digital marketing. Right. That's where you're going to jump into a search hustle because we're going to pull the curtain. Like like you said, we're going to pull the curtain on the – Dusty's going to pull the curtain on all the things that he's – how many times have you talked to Google? Oh, like four or five times a week. And then um, for how long? How long each call? No, or? I mean, how many years have you been doing that? Oh, too long like too long two years I don't know, <laughs> so long he's forgotten that. how long it's been at, at least yeah. at least two and a quarter years uh, at least yeah, yeah uh, probably more I mean, like three or four. ever since i've been in ads i've made sure i've been on the phone with google so. yeah and um and so you know how long you've been in web development oh, man it's yeah 2015 yeah, twenty. You're talking six years of changes. Years. 2014, six, seven years of changes and so that how many algorithm changes have we had to get through oh my gosh yeah so many. Uh, and so that's just the, you know, you, you either have to have an agency. You can't be a business owner doing it anymore. A lot of business owners do it, get here. Um, but then there's this this point, this tipping point, where they've got to scale their uh, other parts of their business, use an agency, or either get training and right. have someone in-house that can do those things. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, five of us in this room. Two people have headphones on. There's another four in another room next to us. I mean, it takes a full team to have all the skill yeah. sets. Like, it, 100%. you know, it, the times have changed. So, anyway, I think that's, um, you know, just a typical day at an agency. Yeah. Check us out, guys. Don't forget to subscribe. Share this episode if you enjoyed it. And hit us up with your questions online. We will tackle them in future episodes. Thanks for listening to the Search Hustle podcast. If you're interested in learning more about digital marketing and taking your knowledge to the next level, be sure to check out searchhustle.com. We've got tons of free content, stuff that we use every week to market businesses as well as our in-depth digital marketing course. Start your Search Hustle today at searchhustle.com.